Hi, I'm Andy Sohn. Camp Arcadia and Church Extension Fund are two of my favorite ministries. I came to camp for teen and family weeks and worked on staff there for four of the best summers of my life. I grew in mind, body, and spirit. CEF's mission to help build God's kingdom is integral to places like camp that make ministry happen. CEF provides loan and investment options for Lutherans and other ministries. To learn more about how you can get involved, visit mi-cef.org. Church Extension Fund, building the future in Him. Welcome to the 2022 season of the Arcadia Cast. Camp Arcadia's Dean and Lecturers program recorded live in the assembly during the 100th anniversary season. In groupings of episodes, we will feature each series of lectures shared during camp's 2022 season. So grab your cup of coffee and imagine Lake Michigan out the windows to your right as you tune in and join the camp community in listening and learning. jump in. Um, Our goals through the course of this week are threefold. One, a deepened awareness that God is up to something good in our lives. A heightened mindfulness that has eyes wide open to see God's work. And a renewed willingness to take risks of faith in response to God's call. Um, so let's go to number two um, because we need to review, we need to finish up what we did, a few points from yesterday. Lord, take me where you want me to go. So we'll call that part two. And then I hope we can get to teach me what you want me to know uh, today as well. All right, so there are two senses of the notion or idea that the church is apostolic. We, we say in the creed that we believe in one holy Christian or Catholic and apostolic church. So I think the, the, the term apostolic is probably an overlooked term and it means um, the apostles teaching that which has been handed down to us uh, by the apostles. Um, and it also means... Uh, to be sent, to be sent on a mission. In other words, that God is up to nothing by accident in our world. The first coming of God's Son was at the eastern end of the Mediterranean for a reason. What would have been the reason that God chose that geographic location to be the place for the first coming of God's Son? 
Pardon? Ex exactly. It was a crossroads. A crossroads of all sorts of trade, commerce, culture, people groups. So you had um, in North Africa here, you had Asia, Asia Minor here. You remember the, the, the Magi who came from the east? Some people say Persia. Others say India even, as far east as India. And then you have Europe. So it pinpointed Christianity at a perfect place to be the place from which the Christian message could radiate into the whole world. So from a small band of people, there are now in the world two billion adherents to this faith called Christianity. So I believe that it was strategic, that God was up to something by locating at the eastern end of the Mediterranean the place where his son was born. So the question is, what is God strategically up to in your life? What is God pinpointing himself in your life to do? To what are you called? To what are you sent? And actually, I, I began to kind of wrestle with this sense of the distinction between being called and being sent. Being called and being sent. So I actually want to have a little um, icebreaker on that in a bit. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking bread, and the prayers. That's the one meaning of apostle, and the other is to be sent. So why don't we spend just a few minutes now thinking about this question. Is there a difference between being called to something in your life, called to a cause, cause called to a concern or a person, and being sent to something? So why don't we spend just a couple minutes, please use your inside voices because this room gets really loud really quickly, and just talk with someone near you, and uh, let's think about this question. Is there a difference between being called to something and being sent to something? Okay, say your name. Uh, my name is Mark Cohen. Okay, we're Cohen. listening to Mark Cohen. Yes, yes. Uh, we thought that called was more passive and sent is more active. Oh, isn't that interesting? So, like you could be called to something passively, but you are sent to something to do. So like either you're called to a place now and sent somewhere else to do something. So it's kind of two different. Thank you very much, Mark. Do you agree with him, Cheryl? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. You want so, so like to call, God means he gives you a task. I'm not trying to get between the two of you here, by the way. Uh, so please, it's too late. <laughs> Okay, let's go to someone else. Absolutely. <laughs> Please, yes. Um, for me, calling feels more uh, like an internal stirring hmm. versus sent might be more like I'm being told to be there. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Which is a slight very. Oh, they're still talking about it over there. Everything okay? Cheryl, Mark? Okay, good. Okay, very good. Let's move on over here. Stephanie Yost. Stephanie, by the way, just a little promo. Stephanie will be leading. You want to just say just a word about what you're doing tomorrow evening? Okay. <laughs> so I will be interviewing Stephanie tomorrow. I guarantee you she'll be doing most of the talking tomorrow when we. No choice. <laughs> I mean, that's just what I would do. <laughs> and it's about this book. You want to just. Sure. Um, you've probably seen laying around in, in multiple places around camp. Um, just, I'm 
Sometimes wrote about the hundred hundred years of Camp Arcadia. Um, I wrote that book, and so we were talking about that. So you are a historian. Yes, I am with a PhD in history, and you'll be sitting on this stage, and I'll be seated beside you like a talk show, and we'll just be having a little interview about the book. So please join us as tomorrow at 7 p.m. in this room. Thank you. And um, books can be put on your tab. Books are tabable. Multiple books. Books are tabable. Okay. And I get none of that money. Called and sent. You are called to write books. But the problem is that some people don't know that they need help, and they'll never call you. Yeah, that's the that's the challenge, right? So that's like an intervention. Any other speakers on this? Can you be sent? Is the question without being called? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. You might be sent to a people who have unhearing ears. Or ears that don't want to hear. I mean, if you think of biblical prophets, many of them were sent into circumstances that were really not uh, receptive. But yet they went because they were sent. Jonah. The list goes on. <laughs> Unwilling participants in God's plan. Lord, send me where you want me to go. I think it can be. Yeah. Neither called by the group that is deceiving you, nor welcomed by them, nor even having an internal sense of a call to a place. I think it, I think it can happen. Um, other speakers? On this? Yes. Yeah. God's inspiration. So which one is God's inspiration? Being called is God inspiring you within. And being sent is what? Right. How about in America can you get called to a husband? Is that a calling? Yeah, it is. It's utterly a calling. Is it a calling to be a parent? Mm -hmm. Can you be both called and sent? That's the best, right? When you're <laughs> when it all lines up. Yes, please. No dogs unless there's an invitation to the dogs to actually show up. Yeah, very good. 
Okay, let's uh, push on here. Um, Martin Luther has a very interesting point about um, these people who call themselves Lutherans. Any people call themselves Lutherans in the room? I know not everyone does, but a few of you may. Um, <clears throat> Luther says this, that Lutherans tend to oscillate between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. They preach about, you know, death and resurrection. They preach about sin and forgiveness. And they never quite get to the work of the Holy Spirit. By the way, this is Luther, okay, saying this. Uh, and so he says Lutheran preachers, they tend to be fine Easter preachers. They can preach the resurrection. Christ is risen? Oh, yeah. You can get Lutherans to talk back if you say that, right? And the other way you get Lutherans to talk back is, uh, the Lord be with you? Yeah, there you go. Like the preacher, uh, Dennis, was having a problem with his microphone. His microphone wasn't working very well. And he said, there's something wrong with this mic. And the congregation said, and also with you. So there you have it, right? So you can get Lutherans to talk back, Christ is risen. But Lutherans really don't dwell much in the role and the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And I think that might be part of the reason that we struggle with this sense of being called and being sent. Because we really do struggle with this third person of the Trinity. And who, by the way, is not subordinate to the other two persons of the Trinity. We're quite comfortable talking about creation and the beauty of creation and God as the creator and these beautiful sunsets. We were talking about that earlier today. These heavenly sunsets. Oh, by the way, you know there are no sunsets in heaven because the sun never ceases to shine. We're really comfortable talking about the beauty of creation. We're comfortable talking about Jesus Christ who on a cross gives his life and is resurrected. When it comes to this work of the Holy Spirit, in our day-to-day -day lives who calls us and sends us and sensitizes us to the call of God. We're not really good with that as Lutheran people. Which is why I'm glad there is something called the charismatic movement and the Pentecostal movement. Because I think God is actually up to something there as well. God is up to something there for the sake of the church. For the sake of the church. That's a move of God for the sake of the church. The gifts of the Spirit that flow into our lives. The gifts of the Spirit that help us to see the work of God in our day-to-day -day lives. The Holy Spirit who calls us, gathers us, enlightens us. And so that, that, that verb enlighten, in fact, that it means like the turning on of a light in your life. When you're, you, it's not that you've changed locations. It's just that the light went on. Okay, so let's, let's push on here. And I would like us to now move to today's lesson. We just left yesterday. Yes. So, so who would like a pink sheet? They're not salmon. They're not pink. Thank you, Douglas. Lord, teach me what you want me to know. Let's take another uh, life lesson, another icebreaker break. What's a life lesson you've recently learned? Um, I've, I've learned a really, really critical life lesson in this last year and or two, and it has to do with a move, a move. You know, movements come from the, moves come from the devil, I think. They, or they are God's way of just teaching us a whole bunch of things about our lives.
and the overaccumulation of stuff in our lives. And what we really do need in life. Um, so we have this three-bedroom apartment in um, Irvine, California. And then since I work at this church up in Santa Monica, which of course is Spanish for St. Monique, correct, exactly, yeah. So since I have this church up in Santa Monica, I also have what they call a studio apartment that is about eight feet wide and 12 feet long, literally. Literally, and costs $750,000 a month. Um, because it's Santa Monica, right? It has, it, it, it has a sky roof, a skylight, and no windows. Well, there's a window in the door. When you come in, there's a window in the door. Uh, and, and it has a full bath, which takes up, I mean, it's a little tiny little sink and a little tiny little shower. Yeah, into one. And I, it's incredible. You can actually be content in small spaces. We don't need as much as we think we need. That's a life lesson I'm learning. We lost a lot of boxes in the move, or we haven't quite made it yet. And it's, it's crazy. You don't miss stuff. Right. So what life lessons? Just take a minute and talk about life. So simplicity. Chip May gave a great message yesterday at the camp update. And, and part of what he talked about was simplicity. And one of the things that makes Arcadia so important in our lives is that it's kind of like a slimming down of all the extraneous noise and debris and the clutter that we have in our lives. Just kind of simplicity. So that's a life lesson that I've been uh, enjoying learning. Does anyone have? Let's, let's spend some time. Spend some time with someone near you again. Life lesson. Life lesson. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Arcadia Cast. Click on our show notes to find more information about our sponsor, Michigan Church Extension Fund, as well as a link to Camp Arcadia's website, where you can make a gift to support Camp's ministry, view our 2023 season schedule, register for retreats, and learn about serving on summer or end-of-season staff. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you can see every episode as soon as they are released. We hope today's episode blessed you, and we look forward to bringing you the next one.